Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Eric. And I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. If you've been paying attention at home, you'll realize this is episode 426. Wow. It's wild. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every I say time. It, I'm like, this is just crazy. Every time. So I'm going to just jump right in because I got I to gotta kind of look back. Yeah, let's jump. Um, I was actually talking to Caleb, and Caleb was Caleb was uh, he was going through like these random things. He was just saying, saying, "Do you, do you agree with this or disagree?" Like, and I'll just read a bunch of things. And one of the things was, um, it was something like, "As a man, your feelings don't ever matter." And about two days after that, someone a, a man was talking to me and saying, "You know, I, I feel like," and it was almost saying this exact same thing. He was saying like. You know, I could be upset or sad or angry and like nobody cares. Like, oh, no, no. He said he said, I can't as a man, I can't be upset or angry. I, I have to be emotionless and I, I can't be sad and I can't be this. And I said, I said, no, 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 no. I said, you can be all of those things. I said, but no one will ever care. I said, nobody. And I think that. I think it's accurate when I said that. I was like, I, I thought about it later, and I was like, I really don't even think your parents would care. When you're a man, not a 20-something, like a 40, you know, and you're sad, or you, you know, you're depressed, or you've... I don't even think your mother and father would give <laughs> would give you more than, like, two minutes of, like, oh, you okay? All right. Man the fucking move on. <laughs> like, man up. It's a thing. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm curious your opinion on that. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I had a few thoughts while you're talking about that. And one one thing that uh, came to mind was, you know, I've heard people say, guys say, uh, generally at work, like, oh, you know, I don't always like working with women. They're so emotional. I'm thinking, aren't you the dude that got upset, like, just yesterday and was slamming your door because, you know, like, the <laughs> vending machine ate your quarter? I'm like, that's, that is emotion. Uh, I was like, I'd much rather have a woman that, like, you know, gets a little weepy than, like, a dude that starts slamming things because I don't know what you're going to do, dude. You're crazy. Right. Like, right. You're you're emotional, like, uh, but you're right. I mean, I think society has said like, oh yeah, men shouldn't have emotions. Where like they're to be tough, you shouldn't have emotions. Uh, do I agree with that? No. Uh, and but, so, uh, well, see, and that. So I don't think I think society wants us to have emotions. I just don't think they care when we have an emotion that is inconvenient to society. Like your your emotion of sadness, that's great. But if it's like some internal thing that you're sad about, we don't care. But we want you to watch the commercial and be sad and the movie and be sad. We, but if you're having an internal thing, who gives a shit? You know, like, we just don't care. So, at, you know, this I'm talking to this guy like two days later. And, and he's like, he's upset. Like, he's upset about this. Like, you know, just nobody cares and whatever. And I, and I had to, you know, as he's talking, I'm, I'm having this thought of like, this is literally the best part of being a man. You're describing the best part to me of being a man, because if you, if I'm here and you cut your finger off, I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, Ward, are you okay? Are you? No, it is my job to scoop your finger up off the floor and take you to the hospital. Like that's literally like, that's my job. I don't have to care. I don't have to care about how you're feeling or you're, I don't have to care about in that. It's. I feel like it's my superpower. I feel like it's men's superpower. We don't have to care because we're not expected to. Yeah. I, I'm a, and, and I tell this to like my, 
I tell this to my sister often because my sister would call and start complaining about things. And she's like, you're not very easy to talk to. And I'm like, duh. It's like, I'm a tool. If you need something fixed, like you're having an emotional issue because of like your boyfriend's terrible and you need to come live with me for the next you know year, I'm your guy. But if you're expecting me to be like, oh, really? What's going on? Nope, not, not the guy. I don't think any of us are. I mean, that is so funny because that is pretty much baked in that a big thing is women want, I'm generalizing, I'm not being, you know, generally, women, like, That's they just want you is. to hear, they just want you to listen. Right. But whenever somebody, like, tells me an issue, I'm like, let me tell you to fix this. Yes. And so I've had to learn to just listen. Yes. I get bored because I'm thinking, like, oh, there's so many ways I can fix this. This is so simple. But like, I'm like, nope, I'm just listening. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Yeah. I understand that. Yes. Yeah. You have any thoughts? That's just terrible. But I'm just, I'm like, Look, I'll tell you what to do here. We got three ways we can tag this bad boy. <laughs> but, you know, I've realized that's not what people generally want. Yeah. And then it got me into thinking, like, you know, you often hear, like, women will want men who are sensitive and who are. But do you think that's really what they want? I mean, because I think if you're the sensitive man, I'll, I, I want you to finish. Yeah, your yeah I, I got you. Uh, if you're the sensitive man, you're probably not the kind of guy who can fix shit. Or you're probably not the guy that can go to a basement and chew out a snake while she's screaming upstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, there's, it's kind of like I, a, I get what you're saying, but I think there's a lot of things at play. Because, okay, one, society's expectation, right or wrong, I'd say more wrong, is that men should not be overly emotional. Like, men should not cry. Like, society, like, if you're a man that cries, like, pull up your pants, man. Tighten that belt. Right. Um, and, you know, for a long time, like, I, like, right now, I can fully admit, I cry at movies. Not like Die Hard, but you know, movies are sad. Uh, and it's not like all the time. But you know, for a long time, I wasn't going to admit that to anybody. I can't admit that I cry sure. at movies. I'm a man. I don't cry. Right. But like, I, I, I'm happy to tell people, like, um, the movie Room. Not not the room. Is it? Yeah, just Room, room. where the, she's locked in the room? Yes. Yeah. I tell people every chance I get, like, I bawled at that movie. Mm. And I tell them why. Because the reason, the time it hits, I don't know if I've told you this. You feel free no. to stop me. But, um, you know, this woman, she's been locked in a room forever. Right. She was abducted. She has an eight-year-old boy. I'm watching this movie. My son is eight years old. Yeah. She wrote, have you seen the movie? Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, no, Listeners no. just We've talked about this head. before. We've talked about the movie before. I remember when you watched yeah. it. Yeah. You made me. You, you talked about it made me so watch So when it. she rolled up her son in the carpet, it was like, this is the only chance we'll ever get. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, she doesn't know she'll ever see her son again. Right. Her eight-year-old son. I have an eight-year-old son. Like, it just... I can pl- I, I knew sure. exactly how she felt. Like, yep. and like the director and the writer were like, I, I just, I didn't even know it was coming. All of a sudden, I'm just bawling. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> what is this? It just salty discharge yeah. from my face. <laughs> but like, I just completely felt it. It's like, man, you know, you're, you're only kid. You're sitting out into the wild, and you may never see them. Like, that could be it. Right. That's heavy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, for a long time, I can't tell people I cry at movies. I'm a man. I can't do that. But right. now, you're like, yeah, I cry at movies all the time. Yeah, I teared up. I was watching Love Actually last week. Teared up at that. You know what? <laughs> Wait, what made you tear up in Love Actually? I didn't even, like, you know, like, just like this. Was it Love Actually or was another movie? I teared up last week over something. It I don't could know. have been Love Actually. I'm just trying to think. Of it what, might have I been... just saw Love Actually last week, but I just don't know what scene. Is it? Is it where? Is it where? <laughs> I can't remember his name. The guy who plays Watson to, to Sherlock. Oh, uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. It was not that one. It <laughs> might have been. I was kidding. Where he was? Where yeah. they're naked and he's got. <laughs> He's like, I'm kind of shy, I just want to tell you. <laughs> you want to grab her breasts. <laughs> it might have been like when the little, the really like short, like little person kid is running through the airport and like, um, you know, that like this girl he has such a crush on. Oh, like, it yeah, might yeah, be yeah. Because like, that's just such a sweet moment. Where, is he you know, a little person? 
He looks like it though. He's oh. not, but he looks like yeah, it. Yeah. He might as well be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, get like, what you're saying. It's not like I told me he was 22 and that movie was like, all right. I can see yep. it. <laughs> he's like eight, he's 22. I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. I just watched that last week too for the first time ever. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, I like that movie. I like it. I don't love it. There, there's some problems with it. Yeah. And I think my biggest issue is that, like, if you start to actually break it down and look at it, it it's trying to, it's playing into this, like, love is a fantasy thing. Like, Love is a lightning bolt that strikes you, and you like, who is it? Um, Colin Firth and this woman have never had a legitimate conversation. You're yeah. in love. I'm like, hold on now, that's not how that works. I gotta say though, that's my favorite part of the movie. I've just seen that yeah. movie for the first time. Those two were my favorite part of the movie. Uh, and you're like, I'm like, is it a problem? Like, I mean, but again, like, I don't go to movies like, oh, I want to see a realistic take. Sure. On, like, let's get. I want Die Hard, but I want realism in there. Like, no, like, I get it. We're buying this fantasy of love that two people have never had a conversation can somehow be in love, and then they know nothing about each other. Right. You want to believe that because movies have told us like that is the ideal like of love is right. Love at first sight. It's a lightning bolt. Cupid like stabs you in the back, and you're just struck <laughs> with it. Like, and some are like, "When well, this movie's just not realistic." Like, have you seen Die Hard? <laughs> I don't go to movies for realistic. That movie is star. Oh my studded. gosh, like every single person. Bill Nighy, he's literally oh, he is amazing. He, in that. He, he is awesome. He's amazing in everything. I love when, they're, when he's first doing the song at the beginning. He's literally like, this is crap. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like making it anyway. I love his radio interview because like, oh, so you got a new song. I'm like, look, the song's crap. I'm trying to ring a few dollars out of it. I'm over the hill like, you go, dude. Like, tell it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, then Bill Nye, just the way he carries himself, like, like he's so good in everything. Yeah, he's good in everything, yeah. I mean, I mean, freaking Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, this is a big movie, yeah. and it came out, like, 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years yeah. ago, like, stupid amount of years ago. It's been a while. But, I, you know, I decided I was going to, like, try a couple new Christmas movies this year, and that was one of them, so it was like, I get yeah, out I guess of that go. is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Sure, it's a Christmas movie, yeah. I mean, I just don't yeah. consider I consider it more like a you know love story, but yeah, you know, it's definitely Christmas. It happens throughout during Christmas, Christmas yeah. right? Yeah. So it's you know, I, I what made you watch it if it was not for Christmas? Uh, my wife and I watched it. She wanted oh. to watch it, and um, had she ever seen it before? Yeah, we both oh, okay. had. Oh, okay. I mean, cause it makes it like it makes it a little easier if you've seen it, just because there's so you get so many characters thrown at you that you're like, who like are they, is that the sister or the cousin? Like, how are they related? Yeah, yeah. Like seeing it before is like, oh yeah, that's how it works out. Right. right. Uh, and then if we're talking about, it, I have to mention the uh, Andrew Lincoln who you know. His his note cards uh, with Keira Knightley, like, uh, like I'm like, because I was thinking about that, it's like, what if she didn't open the door? That would have completely screwed up that plan. Or what if she'd have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. My husband's right there. We just got married two days ago. You, for which you were, the, like, the best man at. You had ten years to tell me you were in, like, like that's just, this movie, like, plays in this fantasy of, like, oh, the perfect, like, little love story that you take that, a step and you're like, this is ridiculous. Uh, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Wildly, I was actually uh, I I actually have a friend that, that watches and I messaged I messaged her right as that scene came on and I was like this is this is wildly inappropriate and she goes you talking about the scene with the cards I was like <laughs> yes I was like this yep. is so inappropriate this is this is not okay but that's kind of what that movie traffic's in that is like oh all these situations are actually aren't cool no. like the movie wants us to think they're cool and think there's like some love story like this is not no. Kira Knightley's so hot. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. I mean, just like, I mean, I'd be there with note cards too. Last one <laughs> would have a condom on it and show with a check, yes, or a no checkbox with a marker. Here you are. Uh, which one? Dick in a box. <laughs> which, which one do you just pick one? <laughs> oh, she's so fine. Oh my gosh. But yeah, wildly, wildly inappropriate. So, 
I read the reason I watched it is because Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I've seen the first two seasons, I believe. There's a Chris. There's a Christmas episode. Oh, is, is that this year or last year? Uh, I don't know. What, okay. what do you mean this year or last year? The Ted oh, Lasso Christmas, like that episode, like is it recent this year? Or was well, it... if you saw the first two seasons, isn't that all of them? Oh, you talking about Christmas episode or Christmas special? I think no, there's three, was, I think there's three seasons. Isn't uh, it? it was a Christmas episode where Ted's kind of down, and Rebecca takes him to go give out presents. And it's a set, and and the whole episode is based off of Love Actually, really, which I didn't know hmm. until until Caleb said something. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to watch Love Actually, and then I'll watch that Ted Lasso episode. I might watch Ted Lasso episodes tonight. Every night since Thanksgiving, I've been watching something Christmas. Okay. I just, wow, yeah, you know, that's a lot of Christmas. No, it's not. It's not. I've already seen Christmas Carol like four times. Christmas because there's so many of them. What's Christmas Carol? Are you fucking kidding? Like, I know I've seen it, but I just can't quite pit. Dickens, Charles Dickens. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh uh, yeah. Are you about to leave, Ward? Uh, there's a lot of Christmas stuff. Yeah, I couldn't quite. <laughs> it's like when Christmas you say Christmas Carol. When you say Christmas Carol, all I could just picture Jimmy Stewart. I was like, I don't like a Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> what is a Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol. There's so many of them. Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Like movies to TV do right. everything. Like you could you could probably watch nothing but a Christmas Carol for the yeah. entire month. That's actually not a bad idea. I might do that next year. But yeah, I, the so, real Ghostbusters cartoon even did a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean yeah. everybody's done one. Right. So I've watched four, probably four already, four to six already, just because I love I love that story. I yeah. love that story, and so I've got you know probably like six more Christmas Carols to watch. But I don't even care. I love them all. I love them. So yeah, every night I've watched something Christmassy since since the beginning since since Thanksgiving. What are your like top picks? Top picks don't get watched until. The week of Christmas. Okay, so like, out of what you've seen, what would be like, oh, like this is... Oh, gosh, I watched it way too early. Four Christmases, I'm going to have to watch it again. Four Christmases. Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. I think um, I've seen that one. So many people cry. You talk about crying, crying, laughing. It's so damn funny. Okay. I forgot how funny it was, but it's like Robert Duvall, Sissy Spacek, um, who, uh, John Voight. Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> you got everybody. It's got a lot of people. John Favreau. Uh, gosh, another country singer, too. I can't remember who his name is, though. Um, Vince Gill? No. Oh, you might be. No, I don't think it's Vince Gill. I don't know. Um, really excellent. I'll watch it again. Because right. I forgot how good it was. And I was like, oh, shit, this movie. I'll try to check that out. Because I don't think I've seen Way too that. funny. Yeah, way too funny. Um, so, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to paint you a picture. Okay. It's Thanksgiving. And... Typically, I like to do games on Thanksgiving. Like, I make these games, and it's called Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to do that this year, because nobody really seemed to be into it as much as me. Sure. Even though they were. The kids seemed to like it. But the other adults, eh. So, it's like, you know, pick a movie. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not putting my time and effort into this thing, you know. We'll do whatever you want to do. I don't, I don't give a shit. So, they picked a movie. It was Die Hard 4. Ooh. Live free Ooh, yeah. or die harder. There's a lot of diehards. I didn't want them. I've never seen this movie before. This was a this was a first go round for me. And first mine, of many. <laughs> so I so I lay down on the floor because I'm thinking I'm going to sleep. Brought a blanket. Brought a pillow. You're ready. I'm ready to go. They have surround sound in the ceiling, <laughs> and then so every movement you the floor moves. <laughs> so I can't go to sleep. So I'm watching this absolute pile of garbage yep. and think and thinking who who likes this we get done and somebody gets up and goes now tell me that this wasn't the freaking greatest movie you've ever seen <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you say to that i was like all 
Have you seen the other diehards? Have you have you ever have you ever knowingly done or said something where you know you're you're making yourself sick? Like you <laughs> like you're you're telling yourself you fucking sicken me. You sicken me doing this right now. You you're sick. You're you've never done that. You like anything in your life where you're like you're sick. You are terrible. Or somebody else has said something? No, just anything. Anything anything in your life where you have thought to yourself, you're a terrible person. I'm a terrible yes. person? Yes. You're a piece of shit. Stop doing this. Stop whatever. You've looked yourself in the mirror and have gone, you are a piece of shit. I'm generally too arrogant and to self-harm. <laughs> <I think that. laughs> well, so he could, So this guy, this person says this and directs it towards me. And I'm like... Oh yeah, that was really good. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, you're fuck, you piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You you pile of shit. Why don't you go get in the toilet, and wipe yourself? Because you're a piece of shit. And uh, I've got to be like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was really that was really good. That was. I'm gonna go watch this again. <laughs> do, you, do you think they make this on DVD? Think I could buy this somewhere? <laughs> Christmas is coming up. You know, if you need ideas for me. They had it on DVD. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was their DVD oh, wow. that we were watching. Their Blu-ray. Oh, Blu-ray that we were watching. it up, yeah. Oh, I want to see every. I want to see every Bruce Willis hair follicle in this movie. Oh, my gosh. It was <sighs> agonizing. I mean, if all the diehards like to hang your hat on. Because in, in four, the one where he launches a cop car off a ramp into a helicopter. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, it's like, wow, how far the mighty have fallen. And there's a jet moving around all of, around this falling like highway, and it's trying to shoot the truckies in, but yeah. it can't. Yeah, yeah, that's how jets work. The, the jet, the jet's missing. Meth checks out on that. <laughs> Those missiles, they're they're slippery. You know, you just kind of miss the target. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad, so bad. Actually, recently, well, recently this year, I rewatched the first three Die Hards. And I stopped after three because why? There's no reason to watch anymore. <laughs> so people said the fourth one was decent. No. No, it wasn't. No. The second one was terrible. I don't know how you sat through that. The, the second one, so it's been a long time since I've seen the second one. I've seen the first one somewhat recently. The first one is absolutely great. Yeah. Uh, but I rewatched it. It's like, you know, like I'm going to watch the first three. I want to want to get the foundation. Sure. The second one, I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but I think I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, it was great. There's snowmobiles. There's snow. Like, awesome. Right. Like, I watched like. Wow, this is really kind of a step. Down. Like I was surprised at Big how bad it down. was. It did not. Well, they went full action. Yeah, they said, "Oh, the first one did great. We'll just bump up the action twenty times." And then, too, like what made the first one so good is Alan Rickman. Not just Alan Rickman. Like he's definitely a big part of it. But you had a really good villain that you're like, "Yeah, like, I dig it." Like this guy's like, "Yeah, I just want money." Like I'm not some cartoon character. I right. want money. And it's and you, but but in the first one, there's also like there's there's some heart in it. You know, there's some dialogue in it. There's you know. Carl Weathers, uh, Carl Winslow's in it. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, there's some things happening. Oh, like, everything not... has a purpose, too. Like, in the very beginning, like, you know, John McClane, you're like, oh, you know, he's a cop. Oh, he's afraid to fly. This is kind of cool. Wait, is this an action? Like, this guy's afraid to fly. He's going to, like, be an action. Like, there's a lot of things that are atypical. Right. And then I love the guys, like, oh, you're afraid to fly? Just take your shoes off. And that kicks in this whole thing where he didn't wear shoes the entire movie. And, like, <laughs> there's some amazing parts of that where he has to walk through glass because the right. guy's like, you don't have shoes. Let's shoot the glass. And then, like, there's all these obstacles, all because this one guy's like, yeah, you know, you don't like fine, take your shoes off, make fists with your toes. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but man, like, it sets up this whole thing for the movie. Right. And then, even more of that, because I love Die Hard. Like, it is such, it's an action movie, yes, but it is so well written. Um, yes, it is. His well wife's office, you know, she sees the picture of him, she puts it face down. If she had not done that, Alan Rickman would have seen that picture. Would not, like, there's so yeah. many little things in that movie. Right. It's, it's just a smart script. Right. And the second one's like, 
we made a bunch of money. We don't have to be smart this now, time around. I thought the third one was very good. So, like, to to go from the second one, we're like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Because uh, I'm like, does he... Because when I first saw the third one, way back when I was like, do we really need a sidekick? Like, this feels a little bit like a... You know, kind of like a, oh, let's try to fix the franchise. Let's give him a sidekick. And yeah. it actually works really well yeah. because... Samuel Jackson is not like this happy go lucky sidekick. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy's not like he actually hates white people. Like this is <laughs> this is kind of interesting. But it creates such a nice dynamic. So then, like these two guys that don't really like each other working together, and is a very cool dynamic. Right. Who is the Who is the villain in the third one? I don't remember. Wasn't Hans Gruber's brother? Yes, that's yeah. it. Because the second one, does the second one even have a villain? I think they're just like I a whole remember. like cartel. Like, it was so terrible. Yeah. I I don't remember. So now it feels like they have to make a fifth one because it's like make the odd one? ones. Don't they, they have a fifth one? Oh, I have no idea. I think idea. they do. Wow. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they made the fourth. They're like, yeah, let's, let's do it again. <laughs> oh, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. I jumped in immediately that night and started watching Christmas movies. I was like, this got got. I've got to get rid of this. You got a brain bleed to that I, one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a tough one. So I've been watching. Oh, I'm going to tell you my new life aspiration, and then you might be able to guess what I've been watching. I'm going to buy me a cowboy hat. I'm going to move to Montana. And I'm going to be a cowboy. I want to get, get a on a ranch. A, I've always wanted to do that, even before the show existed. So wait, did you start watching the original, the the, the 1889, or did you just jump right to Yellowstone? Uh, well, Yellowstone is the one that came out first, right? Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I thought 1889. Because it is 1883. It, and whatever. 1923. Those, those all started after the original. No, I thought 1883 came out first, and then Yellowstone, and then 1923. Nope. No, no, no. You're sure? I'm sure. Okay. I right. bet money on it. Um, I, I like and hate that show all in the same breath. It's very soap opera. It's yes. It's very fantastical. I mean, I just, I, I keep telling, I was like, I can't believe like the amount of things that happened to this one family. They need to start playing the lottery. Like it's amazing. Like everything bad in Montana happens to this one family. They are the epicenter of everything bad in Montana. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know what? The biggest surprise of that show is Cole Hauser. Fuck, I didn't know that was him. Oh, yeah. When I, For I was, episodes, I, was like, I didn't know that was that him. that guy? I was yeah. Like, and it's like, can't be right. That's, no. that's, what? I got a Google image search <laughs> guy. I got to see him. Like, that cannot be him. <laughs> I thought that, I was like, there's no way. And then, then I'd have like, I'd have him, like, him, how I remember him, and like, then Rip together. I was like, I guess maybe. Maybe I'll allow that. <laughs> how does he go from Fast and Furious 2 to looking like Rip from Yellowstone? That, that's what working on a ranch will do to you, I guess. <laughs> I mean, because don't you want to kind of believe that, like, the Cole Hauser and Fat, Too Fast, Too Furious, like, had some hard times, had to get on in a ranch, became ripped. Like, that's the story I want to believe. I'm talking about the episode like, he yeah, was at least used, used to race cars. Went hit out in Montana as a, as a ranch, as yeah. a ranch hand. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'd love to believe that. Your pockets aren't empty. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like the show? I do. Like, it's it's very so It's like proper. a guilty pleasure. It is. Like, yeah. I'm not guilty. I watch it. But like, it's in that neighborhood because it is just so ridiculous. Yes. Like, it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. It's like, and because, I mean, even the show, like, they know what they're doing. Like, they'll kind of show you this one scene, set the this up to, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're going to think this person's doing bad. And it's like, oh, nope, gotcha. They didn't do that. It was this other thing. Yeah. Big reveal. It's like, well, you know what? Darn if it's not entertaining. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I told my wife, she started watching it and she quickly stopped watching it. Really? <laughs> well, you know, like, she didn't like gory stuff. And um, yeah. what was it? They were they were branding each other at, at one point. Yeah, one of them was um <laughs> the fucking cliff where they just throw throw people off. Like, oh what's my God. up with that? Like, how many murders has his family committed? Like, it's like if <laughs> has his, no one does no if one... his family stopped, crime would drop two hundred percent in this in this place. 
<laughs> Could you imagine that? There's a house at the end of the bottom of that cliff. Like, holy shit, we did the body. <laughs> There's <laughs> another one. That's the third time this week. What's God telling us? They've never left the valley. Everything's uh, down there for them. They're living off the land, but a dead body occasionally comes and hits the ground. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a guilty. It's it. It is a guilty pleasure type TV show because you're not getting anything. It's from ridiculous. That. Yes, it is so it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yes. Um, I can't remember when my wife stopped watching. It was pretty early on, like second or third episode. It's just it's a bit much. Um, but I was like, hey, it's a good thing you stopped watching because they're drilling into some dude's head, and we're seeing every single bit of it. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, even better. If you thought the drilling into the head, what you thought you might stop there, we are doing some surgery on John through his stomach, and we're seeing everything. <laughs> and why does? Why does uh, fucking what's his name talk like Batman? Kevin Costner. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> why is he? Hey, honey, get over here. He's a rancher. <laughs> like what? What the hell? It's all the dust in the Montana do, air. Do you know what this? Do you know what really bothers me about this show is that ranchers were probably normal people, and then the show came out, and they're like, "Fuck, we got to live like this." <laughs> that's what. That's what bothers me the most about the show. Yeah. Is like now we've got to be hard asses. Like, we, <laughs> All have to talk like this. Hey, group. And every other, every woman has to be Beth. Hey, everybody, lower your voice and octave from here on out. <laughs> We're committed. <laughs> yep. I did, though. One thing the show taught me, I was surprised. I was familiar with the Ford F-150, F-250 King Ranch edition. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we're trucks, like ranches, King, sure. Did not know King Ranch was a thing. The oh. largest ranch in, in America. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, Texas, I, I didn't yeah. know that was a real ranch. Huh. I didn't know. I thought you would have just known that. I didn't. I Yeah, no idea. I was like, oh, King Ranch. How far are you cool. in? <clears throat> I have completed four seasons. Have you met, like, Jimmy? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Jimmy? Jimmy was in season one. I don't remember shit. He has the biggest, like, he has the biggest arc of anybody in that show. He's the only character that actually has development. I know. I I, I mentioned him because he, that's the, he's, was, he's been my favorite character on the show. I mean, like, because in the beginning you start, and I kind of like it because he's this guy that is basically a crackhead, and yeah. he gets hired on at the ranch, well, forced onto the ranch. <laughs> And so you kind of see, like, how this ranch operates through him. Right. And, like, just seeing his slow progression to where, you know, he's stupid, but he kind of makes his way. Right. And then, so in season season four, they ship him off to Texas, where they're going to teach him to be a real cowboy. This is after he broke, like, I don't know, every bone in his body right. trying to be a cowboy. But, like, I was, I love that the stupidest guy, the guy that knows so little, is great at bronco riding. Right. Like, like yeah, <laughs> that, that, that checks that out. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> but then, then, like... Of course, like this show does, let's have it. Like, we found something he's good at. Let's break everybody in his body and take that away from him. Because that's how this show does. Like, right. you like this? We're going to kill it for you. <laughs> but then, so then he goes to Texas. They're going to teach him to be a cowboy. And he comes back to Yellowstone. And I was like, wow, like this guy, where he was in season one to where he is now, like, he's right. a real cowboy. Like, when he lassoes a thing, it was like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy can't lasso anything. Jimmy is a moron. And like, he nails it. Like, like, oh, wow, Jimmy, Jimmy's a cowboy now. Yeah. Yep. And he's, then he rides off back to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. my favorite. He's my favorite character. I mean, such a great yeah. development. Everyone else is just horse shit. I mean, it's just, you know. Well, like, especially, like, I think Beth is the character that probably encapsulates, like, the soap operaness of the show. Oh, like, my gosh. So. She's insane. Um, Caleb has a dating app thing where he's, like, put himself on the dating you app. You know, Stan fans only. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? An app just for you, Stan fans? <laughs> we're scrolling through, and all these, all these people are so inappropriate but one of them the title was be be the rip to my beth oh, who's boy. fucking clicking <laughs> like to that have you ever seen the show uh, i mean are you kidding i'll kill for you baby <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just it's she's just so ridiculous the show is just 
It's so ridiculous. It's cartoonish. Like these people are cartoon characters. Yeah, they're cartoon. They're caricatures. And I mean, is it entertaining? Sure. Yeah. But, like I don't go. I don't watch the show because the writing is so deep. And yeah. Great. Yeah. I will tell you that I did just watch something. That's pro. I don't know. It's my, it might be more than ten years old. I don't even know. But I guess like the writer strike or has like had me watch other shit. I guess I don't yeah, know. Nothing's been coming out. Right. So, um, and you may have watched it. I don't know. It's called Longmire. Yeah, that's a fun show. I've You've seen, that. seen the show. Yeah. It's so it's 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 got like a Walker Texas Ranger type sure. vibe to it without the without the kung fu. Yeah, without the roundhouse kicks. <laughs> right, without the without the roundhouse kicks and the Dodge Ram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I just I like to say like I fucking discovered it, but you know it's like I just like it's came not a well known show. Like most people, you is it not? Fire, and most people probably wouldn't know what it is. Oh, see, I thought it was very popular. I don't. I mean, it could be. I don't. I never heard much about it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't yeah. say it was great, but certainly yeah, enjoyable. Like, it was enjoyable. Like a solid kind of cop, you know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a different, like, outback type. Yeah, and he's you know. not like, you know, this, like, macho, well, he's just regular dude, you know? Yeah. Pretty standard. Lou Diamond Phillips. Don't know why he talks that way in the in the show, but he just does, yeah, you know. But yeah, I just, you know, just watched it and I thought, this was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for something pretty decent to watch, Longmire. You could do worse, certainly. Yeah. Just started watching Arrested Development with my youngest son. Wow, that's going to be fun. He thinks it's freaking hilarious. Of course he does. Which, it's... Yeah. It's like, you know, how do you not think that this is You think is it's funny now? Just wait until your third time through this. Bad boy. <laughs> I feel like telling him, but I was like, no. Nah. I was like, and it's so many things you have to pause. Like, he's like, I want you to pause it every time that I don't laugh, but I should. Oh my gosh! How, like, do you ever get through an episode? It takes like hours. It takes an hour to yeah, get through an I'm episode. Sure. I'm like, all right, so this is why they're doing this because it's really, you know, it's like uh, he's because he's like, I want to know all the references. I got to know what they're referencing. Yeah, it sure is so, deep. Yeah. So, um, what else have you been up to? No, that not much. much. Covers it. Does that about cover it? Four Christmases. Four Christmases. I'll have to check. Watch that, out. that. Get gather the gather the misses and watch that. The first ten minutes, you're gonna be like, what the fuck am I watching? But then after that, you you get it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very good, and the the writing is very fun. Uh, crying. Robert Duvall had me crying. It was wow. so friggin' funny. I forgot. I just forgot how funny he was. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, one thing I'll mention. Did like a not really a goal, but I started out this year uh, watching a lot of movies, a lot of TV, and yeah, you know, I I write reviews just for me. Right. Um, and like, cause now it's like, oh, I want to watch that movie. Like, I need to add that to my collection of reviews because. Right. I like, also like, oh yeah, I saw that. What did I think of that? I have this great reference of what I thought. Like, I love it now. And so, then this year, like, I watched a bunch. And so, for the first month of January, I'd post a review every weekday. I was like, I wonder how long I keep this up. Like, you got to watch a lot of stuff to do that. Yeah. I was like, I wonder how long I keep this up. So, in Jan- in July, I posted a review every single calendar day. 30 reviews every day of July. Wow. And I was like, I might be able to complete this year, like, posting a review. Like, you know, July is an outlier. Like, every calendar day, or every weekday, I'm going to do that. Wow. Yeah, so that's like, that's a lot of reviews. So, and you know, I've thought about your reviews for a while. And so, like, what, how old is your oldest review? Like, what what year do you think? 2015. 2015. What, what I would find interesting in that is the 2015 reviews, two years from now, if you did not read the reviews, but you watched the same things and then reviewed them again. Yeah. Like, that I would be very interested in because I know that there's many things I've watched where... Time has passed, and I'm like, sure, that's good. But I may have watched it and been like, that shit, you know. 
Napoleon Dynamite comes to mind. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> but then as I watched it a couple more times, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, this is this is pretty good. So yeah, I'd be really curious to know like what's on the list from 10 years ago. Well, well, eight years ago, but will be 10 years and and maybe review like, you know. I mean, a lot of those, like. But early, don't read the review beforehand. Well, and like the early reviews, it would always kind of need a redo because it's like, this movie was nice. I really liked it. It would be worth watching. Like, the reviews are not no far in depth. It's like one paragraph, like it concludes like that, where I like, you know, because some of us were like, oh yeah, I think I've seen that. And I'll go back to a review from 2015 and like, it's didn't tell me anything. Like, it was nice. I liked it. Like, I need more than that. So, I mean, just my, my style or my in-depthness has definitely gotten better. But, I mean, there's certainly some movies where I can't think of any offhand, but where I'm like, you know, I didn't really enjoy this, but if I watch this again, I might like it better. Because there, there's certainly been movies. Like, I remember... The first movie that comes to mind that the first time I watched it, I didn't like, and then I liked it the second time was The New World. That is, um... I don't think I've seen that. Oh, man. What is the director? I'm drawing a blank. I can't even think of any other movies. It's, like, very, like, very artistic type, but uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Christian Bale are in it. They're John Rolfe and whatever, like, 1600s, New World, John Discovered Virginia, John (laughs) Rolfe, and whatever. Uh, Sacagawea, I think, is the right indigenous person. Uh, Anyway... I first saw that movie. I thought it was Lewis and Clark. That no, might it was Pocahontas. No. Right. Maybe po- one of them. Yeah, I don't remember. One yeah, of them. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho. I watched that movie. It's like yeah. two and a half hours long. I'm like, oh, like, you know, the founding of Virginia. Like, that seems cool. Like, historical, like. Right. Especially being from Virginia, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm watching that. I'm like, is this a nature documentary? Like, we spent two minutes looking at this <laughs> bug on a tree. Like, what is this? And I finished like, yeah, I don't really like that. And then I watched, um, God, it drives me crazy. I can't remember the director's name. I watched The Thin Red Line. Same director, he did that a few years later. Yeah. And I watched that, and that is, is that, see there, I think it's Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that, and I was like, oh, like, I kind of, I get this guy's style more. Let me go back yeah, and watch yeah. this movie, like, now that I kind of have a window of, like, how, how That's how I feel about Wes Anderson. When I first watched a Wes Anderson, I was like, mm, no, this doesn't work for me. I keep watching every single one of his movies he puts out. I'm still like, maybe one day, maybe one day. No, see, I, I found where it's like, I'd li- I like this. I, I get this. I I think if you watch it behind the scenes, you get it. You you'd like it more. That probably give me some good insight. But... <laughs> I didn't realize how many miniatures he used. Like uh, the really? whole, like a lot of his movies have miniatures in them, and he's like filming through the miniatures. And it's like interesting. I just think, like, yeah, yeah. That that really made me like. I love when they, people do stuff like that instead of like green screening shit. Yeah, like and some like, actual artistry. To yes, it. yeah, and it's. I mean, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, because all his movies, like I can't deny it, his movies look amazing. Like just the the production sure. value is like. You know, they're all kind of, I don't want to say surreal because they feel grounded, but right. like just his color palette, his look. Yeah. Like you could almost, you know, like put a bunch of Western movies, stills, and like, oh yeah, these are all Western movies. Yeah, like, yeah. He has a very distinct look. And the practical effects I really like. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. That's like, that's art. That's art to me. I'm sure that green screen has some art to it, but. But it's almost a little too easy though. Yeah, yeah. Like you, it's a little yeah. too easy. I, I mean, I keep, I've watched Nearly all of his movies, and right. I like his earlier stuff better. Like, um, what was it? Uh, the one in the submarine with Bill Murray. I can't remember. Yeah, name. yeah, I know which one you mean. I can't think of it. The thing. Life Aquatic like, with yeah, Steve Life Aquatic something. No, the Life Aquatic is the one with. Like, uh, yeah, um, but I know, like his like, I keep watching, like I just watched Asteroid City. I was like, you know, it's very quirky. It's very Wes Anderson. Just didn't care. Is that me. one of the new ones on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. This I watched on Peacock. Oh, okay. Watch uh, the the Henry Sugar one on Netflix. I need to watch that. Only like thirty minutes. That's not Wes Anderson. That... It is. Oh, really? I thought and then was... I watched a thing on YouTube about how he made it. Uh-huh. It was freaking incredible. Oh, okay. It was a Roald Dahl. 
Yeah, it's, it's an it's an it's Wes Anderson's adaptation of a road doll. Like I've seen that a couple times. Like, hmm, yeah, like, you should. I, you should. I almost want to click. Like, uh, it's Wes Anderson. Do I like? Yeah, you should click on that. All right, I'll yeah. check that out. That should wrap it up for today. See you guys next week. I'm Eric and I'm Ward. Go to our website, FridaysNotFly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. 